Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Boost and Gains podcast. I'm your host Cedric and in today's episode I get to have a lovely chat with the one and only God Lives Cisse aka FWS Kitchen. FWS story or journey is quite a unique one as we'll find out in this episode. Uh, we get to talk a little bit more about her family, her background, her schooling, career path and her new amazing meal prep business. Uh, we also get to discuss a little bit about her time she spent in Ghana. You can follow FWS Kitchen on Instagram at FWA underscore kitchen and also her personal page at God Lives CC. Now, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to um, just a little disclaimer. The first three minutes of this episode, um, we were having a little technical uh, difficulty with the audio, but after after that, it picks up and uh, everything is good. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy this episode. Ifwa, uh, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on to the show, actually um, allowing me to have this sit down with you. I really thank you for, for that. Sure. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So first off, uh, you know, you know the format of how I, I like to do these um, sit downs or episodes. Um, first off, I'd like to really start off with just you telling us a little bit about yourself. You know, there's a lot of listeners out there that might have no idea who I'm sitting down with or who I'm talking to. So please give us a little background about yourself um, or just introduce yourself to it. Yeah. Um, so my full name is God Lives Cisse. Um, I go by F4 because that's like my Ghanaian name. Okay. Um, I was born in Sierra Leone. So my mom is Sierra Leone and my dad is Ghanaian. Um, we moved to Ghana. When I was just a baby, so I was a newborn. Okay. Um, I lived in Ghana till I was um, age nine, and then we moved to the U.S. Mm. So um, the first state we moved to was Illinois, and then um, I think I was in third grade. No, no, no. Sixth, sixth grade, mm-hmm. and we moved to Arizona. So I lived in I lived in Arizona till my twenties, and then. Moved to Georgia in 2017 for um, school, mm. for college. So that's kind of... Okay, like so you were not born in Ghana? No, I was born in Sierra Leone. My dad was in Sierra Leone playing um, soccer. Okay, professionally? So, yeah. Okay. So then him, he met my mom there. Yeah, They got together, mm-hmm. had me, and then um, moved to Ghana like right when right after i was born okay so um and like you, you you did say that you know you lived in illinois for a while moved to arizona and from arizona moved to georgia for yeah. school mm-hmm. why georgia did you know anybody here like what what made you choose this state um i honestly i really wanted to get out of arizona like i was just i wanted a fresh start mm. i wanted something exciting like i felt like i was kind of like stuck right so um, I was also looking for, um, I was trying to look for um, really good dental hygiene schools because mm-hmm. that was what um, my major was and that's what I was going for. So, um, and then I found, I was online researching and then I saw that, um, I saw Clayton State as like, you know, one of like the best schools for dental, hy- for dental hygienists um, here in Georgia. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like that would be like 
really great. Um, and then I was a little nervous, but um, eventually I made the move and then got here. Um, I actually flew here with my mom mm-hmm. for orientation, mm-hmm. and we flew here like on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, Friday we went to orientation, and then right back to the airport. Mm. So, um, but I loved it. As soon as I came, I loved it. I loved the fact that everything was just brand new. Mm-hmm. No one knew me here. Mm. Like it just felt like a clean slate. Mm. So, yeah. so you know, for me, growing up in America, this is the only state that I've lived. I've been to a lot of different states. Mm-hmm. How was it? How was it for you growing up in Arizona? I mean, how was the diversity? How was the life out there? Yeah, diversity was little. Like mm. it's pretty. It was pretty much like um, Caucasian, more Caucasians and Hispanics. Um, not a lot of um, black people, and that was one of the reasons why I loved it here so much because mm. I felt like Atlanta was like so black, mm. and every single place I went, like I just saw like people like me. Mm. So Arizona is nothing like that. Um, the culture is very different. People, people here were a lot more like friendlier and like homey, mm. you know. So um, that's the difference. I mean, over there, it's like it's very, it's kind of it's racist, mm. but it's it's almost like that low key kind of fake type of like racism. But here, I felt more at home and like more like you know, kind of free like it's it, it was nice moving here i see and your parents are still in arizona my parents yeah my parents and my siblings are still there so. okay awesome so um next question i have here is you did mention that dental hygiene is yeah. what you you went to school for right yeah. uh what made you choose this this uh major i'll say um so as a kid growing up like one thing that i was really um insecure about was were my teeth right and I remember my first experience at the dental office and it was I felt great leaving and I felt a lot more confidence in my smile Mm. and it was like amazing to me how something so little like that or like someone could make such an impact so I was so from then on I was like okay you know what like I would really like to do that for other people so that's how like that started right initially and so ever since then i've been like okay like i want to be a dental hygienist and that's what i want to do then i'm going to work my way up to become a dentist Mm -hmm. um so the goal literally the plan was Mm -hmm. this go to graduate um as a dental hygienist and then work while going to school to become a dentist Mm -hmm. so that was the the um, official goal was to eventually become a a dentist okay so what happened to that plan (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so (laughs) i'm in school right so like i said when i moved to georgia new slate like wanted a new fresh start um it was really interesting because it's like once i moved like i was really um i i allowed myself to kind of like explore and get to know myself better because where i was from like being in arizona like you're in a community where it's like Oh, like everybody's really doing the same thing. Everybody has everything laid out, mm-hmm. and it's like if you don't know what you're what you're going to school for, you're kind of looked down upon, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, you don't know what you want to do. Like so, even though initially, like my goal was to impact people, and I I felt like being a dental hygienist was one of the ways I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't even have a plan B. Like it was just this is it that's and it. that's that. Yeah. Because everyone around me, that's how it was. Mm. So it's like I couldn't um there was no way I could like not do what I said I was mm. gonna do. I've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. So like um once I got here, um I I don't know, I think that like I'm I was away from a lot of things that were like influencing me. Mm. So now I'm here by myself. I'm really getting to know myself and in that journey it was like wow like I don't really think this is something that I want to do anymore mm. but it was super conflicting because it's like yo like what year I was this like how this. far deep were you in this in, was in my first year ah, literally okay. like my first okay. year here mm-hmm. so and it was like okay like I kind of felt like I had been lying to myself all these years and mm-hmm. like all of a sudden I don't want to do this anymore so I eventually um, did an internship or shadowed this one dentist. He lived, he, his um, office was like closer to the school. So um, I went over there for a day mm. and him and I were talking and he asked me what I wanted to do. And I was telling him all this stuff about how I want to be a dental hygienist and I want to work and then become a dentist. And so throughout um, the shadowing and him getting to know me, me getting to know him. At the end, he was just like, "This isn't for you." Mm. And I was like, "Why do you so say that?" He was a dentist or a dental. He was a dentist. Okay, he was a dentist. And he told okay. me, "This isn't for you." And so that was when it was the first day. And even going in, I was doubting it. Mm. And so I was like, "Why do you say that?" And so he was like, just based off our conversations and like the type of person that I am, he was just like, "This isn't something that." I think is for you mm. and I was like well that's interesting that you say that because there's I've been having doubts and like but this is this has been something that I've been wanting to do for the longest yeah. and now you know I'm kind of like no I don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. so then it was like what's next mm. like I don't have anything else so what what am I gonna do next so yeah um, I ended up taking a semester off just mm-hmm. to like figure figure mm-hmm. out what mm-hmm. I wanted to do before you get you before we we get into that because <laughs> I know this there is more to that right yeah so let me and I, uh, I know I met you through Prince yeah. right so please tell us about how you guys met and if there was an influence there or you know you pretty much did everything by yourself like how, how that story goes yeah so um, we met I think it was his last year so it's my first year at Clayton State mm-hmm. it was his last year we mm-hmm. met at the gym mm-hmm. and we actually Prince used to work out I know right mm-hmm. <laughs> back then I know mm. but yeah um, we met at the gym and he was very it was very interesting talking to him because it was like the mindset was like miles ahead of like everybody around me mm. and so I was like wow this guy's really interesting and so um yes definitely there was an influence there because it was like i felt like i was kind of like in the motion and i just met someone who really challenged that and it was like oh this person is so like themselves and like it's like they he had what i wanted so i really envied him because i was just like what was that it was like he was just free in himself like he knew what he wanted and he was going after it Mm. and he was like unapologetic about it Mm. like it was like nothing else matters like no one's opinions matters like Mm. he was just free Mm. and so that was um something that i was really like looking for like for myself Mm -hmm. so i was like it was just interesting seeing that because everybody around you um it's it's like putting on a show like everybody is 
has this mask on everybody is acting like they know what they want they're going for it but this is the first time i've actually met someone who genuinely like knows and wants something mm. but is very like free and, and has accepted and, themselves and uh, going even deeper into that how did he show that it was so i'm the type of person like i when i'm when i'm having conversations with people like I there are certain things that like I'm look I kind of like look for certain things that stand out to me right mm-hmm. so it was just like in the way he spoke um, just like the things he the things he talked about the things he talked about that he was doing mm-hmm. and one thing that stood out to me honestly was his sense of responsibility and how he talks about his family and um, the things he was doing back home and I'm like yo like no one I know does these things especially mm-hmm. like in college like there are no college students that are like mm-hmm. doing these things and especially from where i was from it's like nobody in my circle had this type of mindset mm. and so it was that was just something that really was just unique to me and like that's what really stood out okay so then fast forward again to you know you go into the dental office mm-hmm. and you know to having a, a talk with a den- dentist yeah and him saying that he doesn't think this is for you yeah um Okay, going forward, how did you, what did you do? Did you keep on taking some classes? Did you switch your major? What, well, what did you do at that point? Yeah, so at that point, it was just, I didn't want to completely um, drop out. Mm-hmm. And at, around that time, Prince and I um, were still, like, you know, we're friends. So I would, I literally, he was the one who introduced me to Dennis. So, mm, okay. Because um, when we spoke, I he knew about like my major and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I and then I I remember after I had called him and I was like, look, like I've had this doubt, and this is what the dentist told me, and I think it's a sign. But I'm afraid, like I don't want to leave school completely. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I also don't want to be here. But I also don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so um, he was, and he just like suggested, okay, why don't you just take a semester off and then kind of explore and see what, try different things and see what you like. Mm-hmm. Even that was very like scary for me because I've always been like structure and it's like the whole point was to, and I was also thinking about my, my parents, like, oh, what are they going to say? Like, I just moved dropped out, out of here. School. Met a guy. No, I'm not, I met a, oh, I'm yeah. dropped out of school, <laughs> like, you know, and it was a fear for me, but mm-hmm. then I was just like, look, like, this is this has been like a constant thing. I mm-hmm. need a change. Mm-hmm. Like, I need something mm-hmm. to like, you know, I need something different because I'm doing the same thing over and over again and I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my life feels like it's not even moving. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the step for me. So I took a semester off. Were you working at a time? No. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this was around like before spring break i believe so at that time so winter break i had gone back to arizona so i have a job there so i worked all um winter break saved up and then came back Mm -hmm. and so this was like right before spring break and i um decided okay i'm gonna take that semester off but because i had money put away i you know i ended up getting an apartment off campus was able to like you know make that transition Mm -hmm. And then um, at that point, it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Like, what like what job am I going to get now? So then um, basically Prince and I worked together and he helped me like with my resume uh, my ver- to, so I can like get a sales job. Mm. So Because he, he was like, okay, why don't you try sales? And 
it was just like one of those things i was like yeah i'm not a salesperson like i'm not like i'm i'm very like shy but this was all to kind of um let you try different Different things things. to figure out what you're probably good at exactly so and for me i was just like look like i'm taking a semester off of school I don't want to go back. That's the goal. I don't want to go back. I'm not happy when I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go back to school because I was okay. unhappy. Okay. And I was like, this has to work. Like, I have to make this work because okay. I can't go back to like being miserable. Like, you know. So for for me, it was more so desperation. Like, I'll do anything rather than be in school and mm. be miserable. So um, we worked, um, and I. Um, we worked on my resume. I applied for a bunch of sales jobs. And then he was like, okay, let's, why don't you just do, um, tech, tech sales? And I was like, one, I'm not tech savvy Two, I'm also not like a people's person. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I can like, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is going to really challenge me. I was afraid, but I was just like, you know what, let me, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, ended up getting, um, a, a job a sales job with um, a startup company and um, which was really crazy because it's like I had never done that mm-hmm. um, that type of work before mm-hmm. so it was basically I was just learning off of YouTube um, you to me like mm. just learning all these different um, sales techniques and trying to be ready and then or just to even pass interviews mm-hmm. so and I interviewed a bunch of jobs, and finally I got one. And um, it was it was one of the most exciting uh, but scary moments of my life mm-hmm. because it was just like, wow, like, I just landed a job where I'm making, like, a lot of money, mm-hmm. more than I would have made if I graduated, graduated. as yeah. a dental, um, yeah. dental hygienist. Did the job require, like, a college degree and all it that did. stuff? It did. It did. And then, so that was another thing. Which, that was another fear of mine. But you know Prince. Prince is like, don't worry about that. Like, you know, there's yeah. always a way around So what did you put on your resume? That, that I was in school. Oh, okay. That I was, like, I, I think I had let them know that um, it was my last year that wow. I was graduating. So you kind of scammed them. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, but I mean, technically, it was, I it was my last year. Mm-hmm. But, um... So yeah, that's what I put, and they still hired me. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it was really exciting because I'm just like, wow, like I didn't have to go to school mm-hmm. to be making this amount of money, and not only that, like I don't have to go back anymore. Mm. And I was really excited. And about at that. the time, did you? I know, like times now, people, a lot of people don't have to go to the office, remote, mm-hmm. and uh, everything like that. But at the time, you had to go inside the office. Yeah. So how was your relation with the other tech salespeople in yeah. there? So, um, so I went in, and I was super scared yeah. because I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know you this don't know stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I was like, no, you know, we got to play it off. Yeah. And so I went in, and um, I just observed um, for the first couple days. So it, what, they didn't even, they don't, like, do training or anything mm. like that. So my, um, back when I worked like those like minimum wage jobs, like mm-hmm. they give you like train, like two weeks of training or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in thinking I'm going to get two weeks of training. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not like that. It's corporate. So it's like, I come in and they're like, okay, so just today and tomorrow you can just, you know, like kind of get to know like, you know, the company and 
um, the, the tool or the software and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you can start like on the third day. Mm-hmm. And so there was someone else who was um, working. It was me and another um, sales guy. And he has like five years of experience and so what I did was um, I listened in on his calls mm-hmm. um, and I went through like his sales pitch. I studied everything. And then off, based off of that, I like created my own and worked that way. But um, yeah, so basically that's how like I had to like learn quickly, like on the spot. And then I just like kind of went from there. Got you. So this is me just building up to what you do now. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward from your sales job. What other positions did you uh, take on before getting to where you currently or what you currently do? Yeah. So um, after th- after that, um, I actually it's so funny because it's like I really wanted that, and then once I got in, I was just like, oh my god, like corporate. I don't I don't want to be in corporate anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do something else. Like I didn't. Um, and at this at this point. Um, Prince and I were like dating. Mm-hmm. So it was like I've been exposed to like so many things, right? And it's like it felt like it just felt too small for me at that point. Um now I'm in a new circle. Like I know like I'm I'm meeting new people. Um I'm being exposed to like different ideas mm-hmm. and different things and different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like it just became mundane like having to go to the office every day. Mm-hmm. And just dealing with all that corporate drama, like, it just became, like, I was just, like, no, like, I'm not, like, I felt stuck again. Yeah. It's, like, no, we can't and do that, this. And that, I that wanted something felt else. felt too small for you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to do something else. And um, Prince was, like, well, why don't you um, start your own, start a business? And I was just, like, what? Like, I've never thought about that like I knew I wanted something different but it was like I've never thought about anything like that but he's never led me astray Mm. so I was just like okay Okay. like kind of like I'll I'll kind of look into that so um, I quit my job Mm. and then um, I started like my first business which was um, I started selling hair products Mm. um, hair extensions Mm. so that was the first one and it went well Um, I ended up um, closing shop just because it was just a, there was a lot more that went into it as far as like it's like you have to spend a lot more money mm-hmm. like it's it was capital intensive mm-hmm. and then um, just the time and like the time I had to put into it and all that like it wasn't making sense so for me. you this is not drop shipping where people can order from your website and mm-hmm. you go contact whoever owns the product no this, you have to purchase this was, everything yeah i purchased everything it was shipped to me and then i um shipped Put it, it out, out yeah. to clients yeah. yeah okay so from okay so fast forward from that business now well i know you for your current uh business if west kitchen mm-hmm. let's let's dive more into that tell us a little bit more about if west kitchen yeah definitely so um after um my i after the first two businesses mm-hmm. kind of failed mm-hmm. um, for my next venture, I was pretty much like I wanted to do something that wasn't capital intensive. Mm-hmm. And um, like it made sense for me as far as like my time mm-hmm. and what I got out of it. And also, obviously, like I wanted to I wanted to make an impact. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
um, with F West Kitchen, we're um, a weekly meal prep service. And what we do is we help um, professionals, um, athletes, just um, every, anybody. Because in this, in this day and time, it's like everything is moving so fast. Like there's literally like no time, especially like um, working in corporate. Like I remember not even being able to like have, like I'll get home, it's too, like I'll be stuck in traffic and then I'll get home and it's late. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't have time to like, you know, prep meal for like the next day to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I find myself like eating out all the time. And this is like something that a lot of people um, did, did yeah. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and it's, it's no fault of theirs. It's just like, there's no time. It's convenient. Exactly. Yeah. So um, with that, I was like, you know what? Like, this is something that could be of value to people mm. and could help save time and money. And at the same time, you know, you're, you're, in control of your health and like Mm. your nutritional needs but i wanted it to be different because there are a lot of meal prep services where it's like okay like you're restricted to like a menu and for me i'm kind of a picky eater Mm. so it's like not everything on the menu is what i want like Mm. i want to be able to like you know kind of tell somebody what i want Mm -hmm. and that's another thing that um i felt like people needed is to be heard Mm. and it's like you have everybody has their needs right so it's like if you're gonna do a meal prep service like it was just something that i felt like i wanted my customers um needs to be heard i wanted to make sure that their needs are taken care of as far as like their nutrition mm-hmm. and um so i've decided to um come up with like a tailored option where it's like basically getting to know what my clients needs are as far as their health goals Mm -hmm. and what they like and what they dislike Mm -hmm. um the goal is to make sure that hey like you're eating everything in your plate Mm -hmm. so what are the vegetables you like what meats do you like Mm -hmm. um are you counting your micros or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. like those those type of things right so it's like and also it's like it's not just healthy it's exactly like what you need it to be so people aren't just restricted to like oh it's just like strictly chicken and broccoli what if somebody wants you know some fried chicken or like you know mac and cheese and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so um we came we decided to do a a tailored um option for people to kind of just give them that flexibility okay so and i mean my next question funny enough was going to be like what makes it for us kitchen unique and i think you just answered that by the fact that it's more like a tailored uh service where you know you're not just restricted to what's on the menu or you know certain types of foods or whatever exactly. whatever it is that the person wants to eat they can talk to you about it talk to the business and you can make it happen yeah now um you know i've, I've not really done a lot of research in terms of like other businesses or other food prepping businesses out there how are they like in terms of like i mean is there not any other business that that's what you're doing here yeah so Definitely, obviously, with um, with us, we wanted to make sure that we wanted to see what what else was out there, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what's really like common. Mm. Where it's just like there's a standard menu, a weekly standard menu, and you kind of like go on the website, you choose whatever meals that yeah. are there, okay. you pay you pick it, you pay for it, and you move on, right? Okay. So um, we wanted to make sure that there's there's an open line of communication with our clients, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that it's very like. It's not, our clients know that we are regular, like we're people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we wanted to like make it more like, we wanted to be more human mm. and be more about our, our, our clients. Mm. So that's something that um, I haven't, I haven't seen mm-hmm. out there. And 
with clients coming in, they've they've let us know the same thing mm. that this is something that's rare mm-hmm. and that uh, I think a, a few of them thought it was kind of too good to be true. So it was kind of like it took a while to well not it kind of took about like a week or two into the into the meal into the meal plan that they started to like kind of see that hey we really do want to know mm. what your um what your feedback is and what it is that you want Mm. and um what your needs are is when your needs are really important to us Mm. so that's something that um i know our clients um really appreciate Mm -hmm. and really see find it as rare and don't really get anywhere else yep i mean i can agree with you on that i think i haven't seen any meal prep service that is strictly it's kind of like having your own personal chef exactly right you can call your chef and say hey for this week let's say last week you ordered I don't know, rice and chicken or, or, you know, whatever it is that you ordered. The following week, is it doesn't have to be the same thing. Exactly. You can just always mix it up. Now, my next question here is the pricing, right? Does it, just because it's a tailored service, does it, okay, whatever it is that they request for, I guess that determines the price. So, no two people are the same. Mm-hmm. Is that is that... Is that right to say? Um, no, so not necessarily. It depends, right? So we currently are we currently do six meals, ten meals, and twelve meals. Now for our athletes or bodybuilders, mm-hmm. they usually need like more, like eighteen or mm-hmm. like more than that. So with them, though, it would be a more so like customized okay. as far as like the amount of meals. So anything more than twelve, we would customize for them, right? Um, but our traditional uh, meal plan is six, ten, and twelve. Okay. Um, and so there's different pricing for for those. However, there um, some clients um, there's like add-ons, right? So it's like if a client wants lobster, mm-hmm. that's something that obviously it's gonna I be see. like we're gonna add. Okay. Um, it's gonna be an add-on um, price, so we'll let them know, hey, it's gonna be this much for the lobster, and they already know before they even um, ask for that. Okay. And so things that are like super expensive, like lobster, um, scallops, um, mostly sea- certain seafoods, um, well, it'll be like an add-on okay. um, price. But okay, sounds great. So you know, and how long have you been doing this um, this business? How how long has it been? Um, we started back in August, end okay. of July. Begin 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. And so far, how are you liking it? I love it. Okay. Um, it's been, it's honestly been amazing. And I'm glad that I kept trying mm-hmm. at this whole business mm-hmm. thing. Because, you know, Prince is like the business guy. Mm-hmm. And I've just like, I've been trying to figure out, find something for myself, right? So um, this has been very rewarding for me. Um, honestly, in like two folds. One, it's like just being able to like meet people and being able to like you know know every week or like hearing from my clients that I actually like help them out and they they find value in it mm-hmm. so much so that they share with like their friends mm-hmm. their colleagues their family and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's like it's been great just knowing that hey I'm actually I actually am making mm-hmm. um, an impact That's and actually right. helping people so it's been it's been great it's definitely rewarding um, it's been challenging of course because um, obviously like. You learn every day, like, you know, things, there are things that, it nothing stays the same, especially, like, with a business like mm-hmm. this, um, and especially the fact that, like, it's so different, and we're, it's a tailoring option, like, we're constantly tweaking, constantly trying to figure out just 
ways to make sure that we are adding value mm-hmm. and we're still helping our clients and that that stays the goal right that we don't veer off from that because it's something that um they truly truly value and they love and Mm -hmm. so we try to make it better um for them just each week as we go on and yeah but it's been it's definitely been um rewarding okay so my my last question with if west kitchen will be where do you see this business in the next 10 years So in the next 10 years, um, I definitely see myself or see the business um, like expanding, absolutely. And um, just me personally, just like stepping away mm. um, from like the like physical, like day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I want to be able to have us get to the point where we're able to ship out of mm. out of state mm. where we're able to like you know reach more people um not just in the atlanta area mm. or in georgia but um outside of outside of georgia okay. that's that's something that yep and i, I actually be. believe that we should be seeing that this year i was gonna actually that the uh do you currently ship like out of state or out of, even out of the country right <laughs> but i think i will be seeing that this year at yeah. least like for people that are in different states, yeah. if they wanted to, you know, get your meal prep services, that should be something that we should be seeing. Yeah, soon. definitely, okay. definitely. And I've been getting um, a lot of people yeah. have been asking um, people that are out of state if mm-hmm. we do ship. But that's definitely something that is in the works. Mm-hmm. And we're going to um, absolutely yeah. be okay. having that option. So that's the last question I'm going to ask you about FOS Kitchen. Uh, the next question here is just to ask you about your experiences in Ghana, because I know not prior to you coming to America. Okay. Uh, I think back in either 2019 or 2020, yeah. you did go to Ghana. Yeah. How was your experience out there? Um, it was it was interesting. Mm. Um, it was very different because now I was entering the country as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so it was um, obviously like I'm more conscious of like what's going on mm-hmm. um, now. So um, initially going in it was like I'm, I, I, I only had like memories from like being a child so uh, which wasn't much right but once we once we got there um, my experience was it was like good and bad um, obviously but um, more good than bad like mm. I think the trip really humbled me mm. um, in a way and it made me kind of just take a lot of um, it made me realize I was taking a lot of things for granted. Granted, Yeah. Like the way that people lived back home, it was just really heartbreaking and Mm. just, and just sad. And just the way that people treated each other Mm. was, um, was sad. Um, one thing that, um, stood out was just like the class system Mm. and how someone would just disrespect another human being just because of the fact that they didn't have anything. That's right. And it was just like, you see that everywhere you go um, with people interacting with like servers or like people that are like serving them or like um, their drivers, mm. like different things like that. Mm. And it was just like, it wasn't uh, an exchange between two human beings. It was like, I am your master mm. and you're my servant mm. and that type of like mm. relationship. And just um, that, that was really sad to watch. Um, another thing was just like, um, like I said, the way people treated each other, um, the um, 
the way that the women were Mm. was very um there was some sense that some parts was just like really heartbreaking Mm. there are parts where it's just like wow like going to the market and you see like it's just full of women Mm. entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. working hard Mm -hmm. like and then even on the streets like you see women carrying loads of water bread and just selling Mm -hmm. you see more women hustling Mm -hmm. than you do men and then it was like in the markets the um there were more women there than men and it was really interesting seeing that and then it's like you see them and you kind of feel think that you you kind of underestimate them but then it's like you come to find out like they're like really rich Mm -hmm. but they're still out here hustling i I think like a lot of the women that um let's say start out in ghana right when they well some of them when they come here with that same mindset of rather not working for somebody but getting their own Mm -hmm. hustle they're able to make it big yeah time. absolutely i mean if you can make it there yeah. you can make it anywhere <laughs> yeah. honestly because it's like the system is so like it's so hard it's like really it's a man's man's mm-hmm. world out mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so it's like for a woman to come up on her own mm-hmm. and own her own shit like that is like impressive That's to right. me and the the flip side of that the negative side of that was just how um women were just acting as if like kind of that whole thing of just being dependent on like a guy so it's like you'll see one side where it's like the the women are like hustling and have their own thing and then there's the other side where it's just like the women are acting or treating the men like they're like atms or like it's like it was just were these the like older women younger these were younger and Mm. that that was the crazy part to Mm. me which was like it was literally can you say this like prostitution (laughs) Like, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. kind of in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was just, like, there's this, ex, there's this, like, it's it was just transactional. Mm-hmm. Like, it was never, like, oh, like, like, a give and take, like, kind of, like, a 100%, 100%, 100% yeah. um, transact, like, you know, mm-hmm. relationship. It was just, like, gimme, 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 gimme. And the expectations were always that the man is supposed to do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I'm just supposed to chill and yeah. be pretty and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um... It was it was just weird. I remember like I had an encounter like at the store where Prince and I went to the store and um, so basically we have like a we always have like a budget and mm-hmm. stuff and I'm mm-hmm. the one like in charge of mm-hmm. like food and whatnot, right? Okay. So if you go out I'm paying and we went to the store, um, shop right at the mm-hmm. Akramo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in the line and the cashier is checking us out. And um, I had an Echo Bank card. Mm-hmm. So my card, I swiped my card to pay, and the card wasn't working. We had an issue with the card before, too. Mm-hmm. So, and we had just gotten it back, and then it wasn't working again. So I kept swiping, and it wasn't working. So I look over at Prince, and I'm like, hey, do you have cash on you? Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And the girl looked at me and sucked her teeth and was like, so you're here trying to pay when the money man is standing right there. And I was like, I was in shock. Like, yeah. she was pissed off at me. Yeah. She was really pissed. Like, yeah. that the fact that I try to pay. Hey. Like, who do I think I am yeah. trying to pay when he's right there? So, I was so in shock. And this a younger, like, yes. your age, like, mate type around of thing. my yeah. age. And, she, and I'm looking at her, and I couldn't, I didn't know what to say because mm. I was so in shock. So, mm. I just laughed, right? Because mm. it was like nothing else could come out. Mm. <laughs> and then we left. And I was like... Did she really just just say that? Why do you think this is? Why do you think, you know, some some of these females act like that? 
Um, I think one one of the things is that it's just a, it's it's the culture. Like it's something that has been going on. But long then, before if you look then. at the older people, they're out there in the marketplace. But hustling. that's that's the thing, though. Like it's like you you have this like this you have these like two worlds of women, mm. and it's like it's just it always goes back to like the foundation, like the history of it, right? Mm. So it's like because it's such a it's still such a man's man's world mm-hmm. that that was the precedence like in the beginning that provider protector they do everything the woman is supposed to like you know play her role as far as just being home and mm-hmm. like you know not doing anything so i think that this is this is something that was created before and you have women that are veering off of that mm-hmm. tradition and doing their own That's thing right. and kind of like living in like the present and are just tired of just sitting around like mm. nothing. I mean, you can't just you know you. It's a partnership, honestly. That's at the right. end of the day, but you have women who veer off and do their own thing, and then you still have these women who, that is the mindset, and it's like it's not, it's not changing. But um, even though it's like it, it's our generation, mm-hmm. and it's like they're still doing it, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. I mean, that was just um, that was just interesting to me. Like, mm. it's crazy how like it's just like one place but different worlds yeah. like yeah. yeah and um you know i don't want to keep this podcast too too long but sure. i don't know i mean what you just said i feel like that happens everywhere right yeah. even here in america you have women that they're go-getters they go after what they want for themselves mm-hmm. they make something out of themselves and they can meet a man who is who is also a go-getter but it's not let's say on the same level as they are mm-hmm. right financially yeah but they can still get together and make it work and everything yeah. is great. Yeah. On the other hand, you have these other women that, yes, they're go-getters. Yes, they're making something out of themselves. But they would never consider a guy who is not on their level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third, well, the third type of group or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is these women that think the man is supposed to take care of them, right? So yeah. when they find a man, it's all about them being pretty and him taking care of them yeah so i don't know how we can change that well i i I don't even (laughs) want to speak for the men right how uh, what it is that could be done to kind of change these uh mindsets and how you know we can have more women empowerment i would say or like women really going after what they want to do as well as um having some kind of like a better relationship with your spouse and and whatnot um last thing we want to talk about here is We've, we've talked about your background. We've talked about where you grew up, the businesses you're in, your experiences in Ghana and whatnot. What I want to talk about next or you talk about is for anyone out there that's listening right now, right? Uh, your journey was very unique. You know, I'm, I'm very, very glad that you're in this position. You know, me and Prince trusting what he had to say or mm-hmm. some of the things, uh, challenges that came along that you guys were able to kind of break through and making it to where you're at. Let's say if somebody's listening right now and they're in the same position, let's say they're in college, they really don't enjoy what they're doing, mm-hmm. or they are actually out of college, they're taking a job, and they don't really like their job, right? Mm-hmm. What would you tell this person? Like, how is it, what can they do to kind of get started on something that they might enjoy? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question. I think, I think um, from my experience, um, what I would tell anyone would be um the fact that you recognize that 
you're unhappy, mm. like that's good. The fact that you recognize that it's not you're not doing something that you love, that's mm-hmm. good. Um, however, don't like go quit your job mm. and do some like you know and just like no planning whatsoever and mm-hmm. try to like find something because even with me like I worked in corporate for some time mm-hmm. and then was able to like leave and it it's all just planning right so I think um, acknowledging and knowing that hey like you can do more or you want to do more like that's great Mm. um just whatever it is you're going to do make sure that there's planning make sure that like financially like you're okay Mm -hmm. to make that um, make that switch but Mm -hmm. definitely make the switch and like work towards Mm -hmm. that don't stay in a position or in a job where you know that you're not happy you're not fulfilled Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like um the quality of your life is what matters Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it's like you need to be able to create something for yourself where you're happy and um in every aspect of your life Mm -hmm. and and improve the quality of your life so definitely um i'd say work hard Mm -hmm. to be able to leave and do what you want to do and then try try different try different things honestly like have a plan b c z like have do different (laughs) things like i would always encourage anyone to try different things because you never know you know Thank you so much. And uh, and please uh, let me know if you agree with this. I think it's very important for people to understand that don't let the world keep you in a box. Yeah. Don't let the world label you as, oh, you're good at being this person. Let's say if you are a cook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, that's all you're known for and you want to try something new, you should go for it. Yeah. Don't let people see you as... And I, I don't know, I just feel like when whenever somebody starts something new... People kind of look at them and say, oh, why are you doing this? You're yeah. good at that. Why don't you stick to that? Right. Yeah. You should be able to ignore that and kind of go after whatever you want to do because you just never know what might come out of it. Absolutely. And it's not a betrayal to yourself mm-hmm. because that was one. Of, that's one thing I felt like, oh, I was betraying myself. But really, like you're doing yourself a huge service mm-hmm. of like, you know, doing something mm-hmm. and just like living for yourself and creating a life that you want for yourself so yeah absolutely i agree awesome yeah now how can people find you on social media so our business page is fwas underscore kitchen so Mm -hmm. Mm e-f-u-a-s underscore kitchen um and then my personal page is god lives cise so it's just one word god God lives lives cise Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think that's 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 all the social media awesome 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 and if they want to get with you and order food or you know just find out more about your business they can Mm -hmm. do all that through your yeah absolutely and then they can also reach out to us our email is f was and then a dash Mm -hmm. kitchen um orders at F was dash kitchen okay. and um, they can email us through that and then also um, DM us and we can get you set up that way. All right. Awesome. Yeah. If uh, once again, I just want to say a big thank you for having this uh, sit down with me. You know, so much that I learned about you that I didn't <laughs> know uh, before. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here and having this chat with me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. And guys, thank you all for uh, tuning in today. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye-bye.